Yo, 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 this is Committee Podcast checking in. It's myself, Adolphus Savage. Of course, I got with me Marcus Sniffles, um, our regular moderator slash host, uh, Southbreeze706, had to check in and go to bed early, so he won't be with us tonight. We got some interesting topics for you coming straight in, so we'll kick it to you like this. I'll go ahead and pass the mic on uh, to my good friend, uh, Marcus Sniffles, go ahead and uh, start off the topics for us for tonight. All right, we're going to start with uh, 444 since you weren't here for the uh, last discussion about it. Okay, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, if you just wanted to give your quick hot takes or reviews on it. Well, I kind of want to piggyback over what we just discussed not too long ago. Um, I actually talked to a couple of friends. I don't actually think from the reports that I read, Jay-Z actually cheated. Um, from what I've read, well, cheated in the in the sense of what all we're thinking about. Um, from what I've read, he kind of was flirting with another girl, and he got busted doing that, uh, Becky with the good hair. I actually had her name here saved, but that's irrelevant at this point. They met up at the Met Gala. That's where the elevator incident uh, took place. Of course, we got three great albums as a result, so I'm not hating on the flirting, but I, I kind of think on both parties, Beyonce's Lemonade and now Jay-Z and his 444 apology, I kind of feel like that was a little bit of a publicity stunt. And I mean, honestly, as Beyonce being a woman with so much power, being the controller of the Beehive or the Beehive, I, I don't think that her pride would allow her to get cheated on and still hang in in the marriage. Um, what do you think about that take? Wait, so you, you're telling me that she made a whole album dragging Jay-Z because Jay-Z flirted with someone? Like, I don't that's, know how much water that's going to hold, man. I, I think it's a little bit more than that. Okay, well, what's your take on it? I mean, you can listen to the album, listen to what he said. He says that he cheated he said what's the menage a trois when you have a soulmate he didn't mention anything about being flirtatious or you know liking someone some girl's booty pics on instagram like it seems like it was pretty clear like jay-z said that he cheated beyonce said that he cheated solange gave him the tekken three hands in the elevator <laughs> and i don't i don't think she'd have did that off of some like flirtatious stuff like in like it just that's a lot of action to happen off of something. Okay, well, so hold minor. on. We know that 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 the the Knowles family is, I believe, from Houston. Maybe they were raised in Houston. Houston's a pretty ratchet place. Um, Solange looks like the type that hey, if you're liking booty pics or looking a little too long, she might she might want to pop you real quick. So, I mean, I mean that, that's at that point they've been married for a very long time and. For for at that stage of their relationship, for flirting to cause that type of reaction, that's something that happens when you're dating like two or three weeks in where, you know, you're still flirting with the girls you used to talk with and then your your girl gets mad. But that's because you don't have a, a strong foundation to fall back on. They were at that point, they've been married for almost or been together almost 10 years. And to, yeah, think, that she would, to think that she would make an entire album. Like she had him on the video kissing her feet. I don't think she'd she'd do that off of some flirting. Like it, it's it's got to be more than flirting. It, it that that I I don't think that's gonna fly. 
I mean, but if you're Jay-Z, why risk it all? Because at that point, they already had Blue Ivy, right? I, I honestly, I'm not sure. I think they, I think I'm pretty, I think they did actually. I think she was still young. Yeah, because Blue Ivy is like a good five at this point, five or yeah. six. I, I mean, but when it comes to like, you know, Jay-Z, why would you risk it all when you have Beyonce? Beyonce's, you know, one of the most beautiful women in the world. She's one of the most talented women in the world. She's one of the most, you know, well-respected. She's classy. She's got talent. She's got money. Um, she's got influence. Why would anyone want to cheat on her? And it's a thing where it's it happens to every it can happen to any woman, basically. Like you can you can find the the baddest chick in the world, but behind that woman is a guy that's tired of having sex with her. And Jay Z had been with her at that point for like ten years. So like someone like me, if I'm able to sit with Beyonce, that's like a once in a lifetime thing. Amen. Now imagine imagine you've been sleeping with Beyonce every night for ten years. At some point, they're regular people eventually things you know maybe things get a little bit old it's not as impressive you're not as blown away by it. you're not you know awestruck of beyonce because you you know beyonce you know what i'm saying like jay-z knows beyonce he's not starstruck by beyonce anymore so it's easy for him to be like you know what let me let me wander off and find something new and that's that's been happening since the beginning of time you can look at any you know celebrity wife that's been cheated on that's fairly attractive i mean it, it can happen to anybody mm. well yeah i agree with you on that one it can't really happen to anyone no one's marriage or relationship is bulletproof at this point so i mean i, I have no rebuttal to that i mean like like he said never go eric benet it's like he stated that on the album like eric benet was with halle berry and he was like yeah that that was cool at the beginning but you know, at some point, you got to be ready to commit. And once you commit to somebody, you know, you got to do things to, you know, I don't want to say like spice it up, but to keep the relationship going the way it was at the beginning and not get so quote unquote bored that you're want, you got a wandering eye and you're looking elsewhere to be entertained. I mean, Jay Z can do it, Eric Benet can do it, the nigga that works at Popeyes can do it. You just got to, if you, once you commit to her, you got to commit. Yeah, you should at least. You definitely should. I definitely agree with that one. Um, so I mean, of course, during the times we're going now, I kind of just wanted to go on to another quick topic because it's something that's been burning up the Twitter, the Twitter, the Twitter sphere for the last twenty four hours from when we recorded this. Um, and I even seen where you called me out on it, <laughs> and I mean, I know this is going to be a little bit of a shock, but sex cult, R. Kelly holding oh. grown women hostage oh my gosh this just guy. give me a quick take on that this guy. Real... i don't know why people still feel the need to defend this man we've seen him on camera having sex with 14 year old girls we've seen Allegedly. him we've seen him be interviewed and people ask him are you into what did, what the guy said he said like are you, are you into younger girls yeah oh are you into God, young girls or underage yeah. girls and he was like what do you mean by that and it's just it's fairly disgusting at this point he's preying on you know young women because he's r kelly and it's i don't i don't know how people can still listen to his music especially knowing that the type of music he makes is for having sex and he likes to have sex with younger women underage women it's 
It's just gross, man. <laughs> I can't okay, do but it. Now, now, wait, now at this point, I'm wondering because I remember last year there was like stories of him dating this new, uh, like I think she was like kind of white or something. And they were saying he was dating like this 19 year old or something. And I remember it was about a year ago and I read a little bit into it. And someone had kind of mentioned that he had met her and he had been like, like having like a brothel or something of his own. And I wonder, did he meet her within this? Now I know uh, one of the girls that spoke out now, she's a little older than 19, I believe. I think she's 21. I mean, do we kind of give them a pass for that? Because at least now these women are grown. Sure. They're, half his age but it kind of it kind of depends on when he's meeting them because it what it seems like is he's meeting them when they're like 16 17 and then kind of grooming them to want to stick around and join his his quote unquote quote cult so he's not meeting them when they're 21 22 he's it seems like he's meeting them at a very young age and you know he he's still r kelly like he made um you know Sex TBT two and yeah. twelve play all that stuff. So if you're a young woman and you're meeting R Kelly, that's still R Kelly. He's still a big deal in the music industry. He, he like I said, he's made he made Ignition and he made the remix to Ignition. Those are some pretty Classics. incredible songs. Still on your so yes, yeah. So I can understand why someone will be starstruck by that man. And you know, when you're seventeen, eighteen, you're not fully developed mentally so it's easier for you to be taken advantage of especially by someone who's damn near 50 years old and the girl that you know released that message on on the internet or that video i mean i don't know if that helps r kelly's case because that girl wasn't willing to say where she was and if she could leave or not it's just kind of it was a little a little shady and i would i'd encourage people to read the uh the BuzzFeed article that was written about R. Kelly and his uh, his sex cult. Mm. I encourage people to read on that too, and I may even have to dive into that a little bit myself because I, I just it's like how many times are you gonna get in trouble for these actions? When do you need to go to a twelve step program? He or to a rehab facility. He should have been done this. And, it, yeah, and he's I, barely escaping with this. I mean, the, the Aaliyah thing, I don't know how he didn't go to jail for that because she was 15 when they were married. Yeah. I don't gross. know how he did. Yeah, I'm just not sure how that didn't happen. And then you come back maybe about five, six years later, you have a tape released in a house that looks very similar to, to a house that you own and a specific room that's in this house that you own and you're peeing on a woman and doing other things that at the time, like R. Kelly was on some 2020 type stuff, some 2025, like people still aren't regularly doing the type of sexual acts that he was doing on that tape. Like I remember when the tape came out, I was still young in my teenage years. And I remember seeing the video and being disgusted. Like, and I understand some of that stuff's a little bit more, it's not as taboo now. But it was like, still, if this is R. Kelly, you have a real problem. And it's like, now here we are, almost 20 years from that, we're over 15 years from that, and you're still doing these nasty acts. Like, what? what is wrong with you, R? Like, Robert's That's, like, come on. At some point, it's got to be some kind of mental disorder to where he just has some kind of 
attraction to younger women and he just can't get over it. And, and my thing is, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm just, you know, trying to take down R. Kelly or whatever, but I also look at people like Hugh Hefner. Like when I was younger, I used to look at Hugh Hefner and be like, oh man, he's, he's doing, he's really, he's doing it big. He's living the life, you know, getting all these young girls at an old age. And as I get older and he gets older and the women stay the same, he's like pushing 80 still, you know, sleeping with 23 year olds. And I'm just like, yo, that's, ah, that shit don't rub me the right way no more. It's not, I don't, I don't feel the same about Hugh Hefner anymore. I don't look at him in the same light. I don't, it's hard for me to look at men with influence and power and money being that old, sleeping around with women that young. It's, it's almost a 60 year gap. It's, it's it like it, the way I picture it is, you know, picture a man that's like 25 years old and he goes up to a woman who just had a baby girl. Right. And he says, I'm going to have sex with you. And then 18 years from now, I'm going to have sex with that baby girl that you just had. And then 35 years from now, I'm going to have sex with the daughter that that baby just had. Oh, like that's, that's, that's his, but that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. It's the same, like, that's the age gap between him and these women. It's almost like a 30 year old guy going to a new newborn baby saying, I'm going to have sex with this newborn baby's future baby. And when you look at it that way, it's like, yo, that's nah, man. It 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 shouldn't be that. Like, I mean, I understand it's that's how it is in America. That's how it is with men and you know sexism and whatever. And it's you know viewed as you know you're you're living the lifestyle. You're you know big pimp and whatever. And it's just, ugh, it's just kind of weird, man. It's kind of weird. And then, like I said, I 100% agree with you on that. It, when you, especially when you put it in those different perspectives. I know, like about a week ago, I was even thinking of uh, the Anna Nicole Smith and her her. I mean, God rest her soul and her ex husband. But I was even thinking of now, how in the heck was she with a 90 year old man? That that basically put her on the map. He took her out to strip club because I was having a conversation on a different podcast, and we were just kind of talking about um, how Amber Rose was able to get on. And then I compared Amber Rose getting on the way she did to Anna Nicole Smith. Anna Nicole Smith was basically picked up by a guy that was well into his 90s and all tycoon is on his deathbed, basically married him. When he passed away, she got all that money and now she's rich. Amber Rose didn't do it like that. She basically was in the strip club, was discovered. Now she just is passed around by the stars. But it's still like sickening when you really think of someone R. Kelly's age, or even I'll even take it even further back. I remember one of my favorite TV shows, which is Seinfeld, and I didn't know that he it was either him, I believe it is him, he was dating a 17 year old when he was in his 40s. Oh, yeah. And it's just like he'd be seen walking around Hollywood, Hollywood or New York with her. Or even now, I know this is on a lesser scale, but even with Tyga and Kylie Jenner, yeah, it, that's, it's you that know, shit is it, nasty. That nigga should be in jail, man. Like, for, I, got, now, I don't now care if you how go with him, why can't R. Kelly for his actions? He needs to do the same thing. He's even older. Yeah, I like I, I've said that before on Twitter before that like, if if the age of consent is 18, 17, where you live at, and the girl you're sleeping with, you're actively sleeping with, is sixteen. You should be in jail. 
if she's 16 and she looked like she's 18, you should be in jail. It don't matter. Like, <laughs> just either wait it out or find someone your own age. Like, give her some time to grow up. Don't be sitting around stalking her while she's in high school, trying to groom her to be your girlfriend by the time she's legal. That shit's just creepy. Like, you're just, you're just a creeper, man. And just to yeah. kind of go back on the Amber Rose thing, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's fair to compare her to Anna Nicole Smith because, like you said, Anna Nicole Smith got with someone that was literally on their deathbed and were pretty <laughs> much about to die. Amber Rose, I mean, she she came onto the scene with Kanye West, and they were together for a good a good long time, like a, a couple years, right? It wasn't, you know, a quick fling. It wasn't just a quick photo op with those two. They seemed to have a genuine relationship and a and they actually seem to love each other and you know Kanye West made a pretty much an entire album about her so I mean they're very close in age you know what I'm saying like Amber Rose could have been anybody but Amber Rose stayed around because she's Amber Rose because Kanye West was with someone else before Amber Rose for a lot longer and now that they're not together you don't hear nothing about that girl you she has one line on college dropout and that's about it. Emma Rose is, she's been with Kanye West and then she was with, she was married to Wiz Khalifa and, you know, now she's with 21 Savage. But once you hit that status of Amber Rose and you're in the, the industry or whatnot, you're, you're not going back to dating regular dudes, man. Like you're going to date famous people. That's just how it is. That's, yeah, that's the game. That, I mean, if you don't, you'll find a, a rich mega billionaire type to you know go ahead and settle down with for good so i definitely understand your point there and not comparing her to anna nicole smith i mean just carping back on the r kelly thing like i said at what point does someone federally investigate the guy the guy obviously and i mean i know in the past we've done um a podcast on cults before religious cults how how do you take advantage of women and your star power and your money and your fame to have them in a sex cult? Like I could see if, and one of the things I took was, I know this was back in the mid nineties, Devonte Swain from Jodeci, he took Timberland, Magoo, Missy, Genuine, and a few others and tweet. He took all them under his belt he had them on the low doing production. Timberland was helping with producing some of his stuff. He paid for them all to live like with him or in, in the same area, kind of like a making of the band. I can see if you're doing that and there's no sex involved and maybe the people, Hey, you know, I don't, I, I want you to focus on this and that. I don't want you to be speaking to the outside world. I can understand that, but a sex cult with young women and you've obviously had this many problems with, young women and young people it just seems a, a bit odd so not sure I, I i i honestly i haven't been listening to r kelly that often anyway but now it's really gonna make me look in the mirror and say you know what i have to stop listening to r kelly as great of a catalog as he has and honestly and and you know i don't want to just keep going on and on and on and i understand that the people that did it to michael jackson they did it for money, but it's that's something that still haunts me that still stains his legacy for me that he was even accused of such heinous acts. And it's like, I can't not 
say the same thing about R. Kelly. That's why I've slowly slowed down on listening to his music because in the back of your mind, if you have a sister, if you have a cousin, if you have a mom, if you have anybody in your family that's a woman and you know this guy is a sexual predator, how can you continue to listen to him, you know? Yeah, I, I'm, I always look at people, I kind of give them the side eye when it's still talk about, oh, I, I still listen to R. Kelly because it's like R. Kelly has done what he's done. He's shown what kind of a person that he is. We've seen the alleged tape where we've read stories about him and Aaliyah. You know, we've seen videos of him with underage girls. Now this sex cult thing has come out. We've, R. Kelly has shown us who he is. And people just don't want to believe that he is who he's shown us to be. So I'm looking at, I, I, I already know what R. Kelly is, so I don't have to look at him any kind of way. My issue is with the people that feel the need to defend him all the time and still say, well, well, he made Chocolate Factory. It can't be all that bad. Like, nah, man. You're at this point. Uh, yeah. at, at this point, you're just you're defending a child molester. That's what you're doing. You're saying that this child molester's music is so good that you will ignore his his him marrying a 15 year old when he was in his 30s. You're gonna ignore that because you like bump and grind so much. And mm. me personally, I I can't do it. Because like I, I've said it before, R. Kelly makes music about have like the, the music that I've really enjoyed, past tense enjoyed from R. Kelly was, you know, his sexual music. And I, I, I don't know how anybody can get in the right mind, in the right mood, listening to that, knowing that he possibly wrote that about an underage kid. I, got, I just can't. And I'm, look, I'm looking at you guys funny. Like the guys that I heard still saying like, oh, you know, 12 plays still that fire. It's like, all right, man. I mean, it, what you got going on at your house? I'm starting to question you. And that's a fair thing to question, honestly. Like I said, I, I haven't even ventured over to R. Kelly in, in, a, in a while. To me, any of his new music has been garbage anyway. And it seems like he's trying to get back to that younger and younger style and that that might attribute to what he's trying to attract. I mean, the last album I wonder why he's going younger. I wonder why. Why would R. Kelly want to attract the younger crowd? Hmm. He, he definitely uh yeah, we, we we know what he's trying to do, definitely. <laughs> so so I think it's gross. <laughs> he is, man. He, he's an embarrassment. So um actually this is something that um that I kind of want to talk about, and I understand. This is something that South Breeze probably holds true and dear to him. I'm a, a, a truly Atlanta legend. They need Michael to retire. V- they need to retire his jersey immediately. They should. They they should open that new uh, Mercedes Benz dome and go ahead and retire his jersey. But now I, I've recently lost a little bit, if not a lot, of respect for the guy. Um, I'm going to read a quote. Michael Vick was on the show Speak for Yourself when asked about Colin Kaepernick, end quote, first thing we got to get Colin to do was cut his hair. And he was advising him to do that in order to rebuild his image. Now, I know that you've known South Breeze personally. I do too. Um, he He was a brother with longer hair. And I know um, 
you know, just growing up in the age when we grew up in, of course, we probably have encountered a lot of brothers with long hair, long beards, things like that. What are your thoughts on Michael Vick's statement to Colin Kaepernick that he needs to cut his hair in order to rebuild his image? What What are your thoughts on that? Uh, let, let me just say this first, that as someone that was, you know, that came up in the you know, late 80s, early 90s, watching sports as a, a, a black kid, most of us that are like that, we have Michael Vick on our Mount Rushmore of athletes. It's going to be like, you know, if you talk to any black guy that's like 30 years old or late 20s, early 30s, and you ask him, hey, who are the most influential athletes you've ever seen growing up? You're either going to get, you know, Michael Vick, Allen Iverson, or Randy Moss. One of those three are going to come up. So based on all the things that Michael Vick did for like the city of of Atlanta, um, you know, going to jail and rehabilitating himself and really changing his image, he really is a positive uh, influence out there. He's an example that everybody should want to look to. But for him to say that Colin Kaepernick needs to cut his hair or get his hair braided to clean up his image, it it doesn't make sense for Colin to do that because his what is what is wrong with his image? What is wrong is what is wrong with what Colin did? Colin took a knee aside he had a silent protest. He didn't, you know, cause a scene. He didn't get up and yell. He wasn't, you know, disrespectful. Uh, you know, he talked to military members about his protest. He talked to police officers about his protest. He's given money to underprivileged kids in other countries. He's helped, you know, people that are getting out of jail to get jobs. He's given them suits. Um, He's talked to kids about knowing their rights and uh, teaching them the value of education. So what about that? All that stuff I just said, what about that needs to be cleaned up? Why is that viewed as something dirty? That's what I would ask Michael Vick. Like the things that he has done, why does that need to be cleaned up? Why would, why does he need to be more clean cut now based on what, based on the actions that he has done? Well, and I do know that Michael Vick during the interview, he did try to clean it up a little bit. So he did make a statement of, he was just talking about just strictly performance over the last two years. And yes, I can understand I, that. No, see, here's my thing on that, because I I did read that part. He said, you know, that's the part that kind of got me more upset. The idea that Colin Kaepernick needs to cut his hair is a whole totally different thing, because, you know, in the workplace, sometimes you got to cut your hair to get a a job. Sometimes that happens. In the NFL, it doesn't really happen. There's no precedence for, you know, players having to cut their hair to get a job interview. That doesn't happen in the NFL. But... Saying that Colin Kaepernick cannot play in the NFL, it just rings a bit hollow to me because clearly Michael Vick hasn't been looking at Colin Kaepernick play. He's just, he seems to be parroting whatever someone is telling him. Maybe he's trying to get a job at Fox Sports 1 or something. But if you look at the numbers, Colin Kaepernick's last season, he had a higher completion percentage a higher completion percentage than Michael Vick did his last season in Atlanta. He has a higher completion 
percentage over his career than Michael Vick has in his career. Uh, last year, Colin Kaepernick threw for 16 touchdowns. Michael Vick's last season in Atlanta, he threw for 20 touchdowns. But Michael Vick also threw 13 interceptions while Colin Kaepernick only threw four. Colin Kaepernick averaged 100, and I know, I know I'm just reading a bunch of stats, but uh, Colin Kaepernick had 186 yards per game. Last year, Vic, 154 passing per game his last season in Atlanta. And Colin Kaepernick's QBR was 55, and his quarterback rating was 90. Michael Vick's QBR was 49, and his quarterback rating was 75. Wow. So based, based on what Michael Vick is saying, saying that Colin Kaepernick isn't good enough to play in the NFL, Michael Vick is essentially saying that he wasn't good enough to play in the NFL last, his last year in Atlanta because Colin Kaepernick's stats are better than Michael Vick's stats. So and, and Michael Vick would have kept getting that contract that was paying him over $100 million, uh, yeah. from the Falcons as well as uh, another $100 million from Nike. Um, I do think that, that the, the statement that he made it's just, it's just, come on, Mike. Like you, you gotta, you gotta know better, and you gotta know your surroundings better. And the one thing that I like, because um, Colin Kaepernick did uh, tweet out a response to Michael Vick, wasn't directed to him, but it was. Yeah, it was that Stockholm syndrome. You seen yeah. it? Yeah, that was definitely directed at Michael Vick. Yeah, it definitely was. And, and I, I'm just really disappointed. And you know what? You brought up a hell of a point not too long ago about being uh, brought up in the 80s and the 90s and the athletes that are on your Mount Rushmore. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm starting to think now that maybe I do need to take the Michael Vick down. And maybe even though his career wasn't long, and maybe from a football perspective, he didn't have as great of an impact as he does socially. But I, I think from this point forward, Colin Kaepernick is going to be on my Mount Rushmore of, of influential athletes of my lifetime. Because I don't think that we've seen, and, and just with his dealings with some different people, I've lost respect for so many quarterbacks because of this. I didn't think this would come from Michael Vick. It came from Cam Newton. I was rooting so hard for Newton to win that Super Bowl. And now I'm like, you know what? I, I really don't. I don't like you anymore. Is he, he, you know, he was like the, he was built to be the main opposition to this protest. You know, as, as he's like the different guy from, from Colin Kaepernick. And I just, I just truly hate that it, that it's like that, but I have to stand behind Colin on, on his views. And I just can, I really cannot believe the, tomfoolery that is going on with Michael Vick. Like, come on. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and also out of all the stats that I read, the one stat that I didn't mention was that Michael Vick had a felony conviction and Colin Kaepernick has zero. So there's also that. So Michael Vick also wasn't as good a quarterback and had a felony conviction and was able to get a job as soon as he, as soon as he was released from prison. So, um, I don't. It's just one of those things where I I feel like the owners and media members and fans are, I feel like they're being, uh, I guess soft, because if Colin Kaepernick is to sign with your team, you're not gonna. No one's gonna not watch the NFL. If anything, you're gonna get more people to watch the NFL. If you're all about the bottom line and the bottom dollar, getting them getting all the money. 
you're going to get more eyes on your product. You're going to get more eyes on your games. He's going to have the highest selling jersey for that year, no matter where he goes, even if he starts or sits. He's going to be the talk of the NFL for maybe, you know, one or two weeks if he doesn't start. But if he's able to play and plays well, this is going to be a great story for your league. Right now, this is just a black eye because we've seen the quarterbacks that have gotten signed. We've seen the quarterbacks that have gotten re-signed. We've seen the quarterbacks that are now getting looks, and they're all not that good. Colin Kaepernick, he might not be a top 10 quarterback. He might not be a top 20 quarterback, but he, he is for sure a top 32, like a top 30 quarterback. And I honestly believe – I know last year going into training camp, he was hurt. So he really didn't, and he didn't start off the season starting. So I, I do yeah. believe that his stats could have been even better. But I, I will mean, never forget how he tore up the league when he really got it rolling. You also, have to, you oh, also have to consider that the if you talk, if you read anybody that talks about football in the NFL, they will tell you that the 49ers had one of the worst rosters in the NFL. They led the league in drops, and their receivers weren't that good. Their offensive line was terrible. Like, all the stats, all the, you know, things that would help make a quarterback better, they didn't have that in San Francisco. They didn't have that same team that went to the NFC Championship and to the Super Bowl. That, this was a totally bare-bones team, and Colin Kaepernick still played fairly well. Yeah, he definitely did. He played he played pretty good for him. And me being a fan of a team that is trash and been trash, um, I went to one of our forums. I'm a Jaguar fan, of course. I went to one of our forums, and it was such bickering in, internally at the idea of even bringing him in. And you just had some people, oh, well, he's no good. And, and I'm just like, you can't tell me. And we're just going to say if, if teams, we know they sometimes keep more than two quarterbacks. You can't tell me there's 64 quarterbacks in the world that are better than him. Zero chance. And I'm, I'm a Colts fan. And if the Colts decided to bring him in as a backup, I would be ecstatic about that. Because like last year, Andrew Luck had some injury problems. If, you, if you're telling me that, okay, Andrew Luck's going to be down for two games and you have Colin Kaepernick that's going to be able to play for two games – to you know, keep you in the playoff race. I, that's what I want, and any team would want that. Colin Kaepernick yeah, is good enough to keep. He's good enough to keep you in the playoff hunt if that's what your goal is. If you just want to not make the playoffs and have a bad quarterback, and you want to, you know, I guess you know teams like the Jets and the Jaguars. Maybe they're trying to tank for a high draft pick. That's why they're not going after him. If that's what you're doing, then just say that. Say he's too good for us because we're trying to suck and we want a quarterback of the future. But don't tell me that you're scared of the fans, you know, boycotting your team because that's not going to happen. Like, don't – you're giving the fans too much credit and, you, and you, you're giving them too much power that they don't have. They're not going to use that. They're not going to stop coming to your games. The, in America, football runs everything. The world revolves – America revolves around the NFL. Our Sundays are dedicated to them. You think they're going to – Stop watching because one quarterback got a backup gig somewhere. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's it's not it's not going to happen. And you know what? To me, honestly, it's almost like a slap in the face to me because I do know that he is being blackballed. Let's not sit here and try to sugarcoat it 
and make it seem like that's not what's happening. He's being blackballed because of taking a taking a knee that wasn't disrespectful. He he talked to veterans and, and different things of that nature, active duty military, explained to them what he was doing. He was not being disrespectful towards the flag. And I'm not even going to get into the racial part of things because then that would extend this episode to infinity. But it's just he did something that is so innocent, something that in, in theory this country was built off of. And now you're telling me that he can't he can't have a job in the league anymore. Like that's that's ridiculous. It's, it's just amazing how angry people get when marginalized people decide to decide to exercise their rights and decide to speak out against an injustice like there are people getting gunned down in the street for and they shouldn't be and i I don't i don't want to i don't want to dive too deeply into this but there was like i guess yesterday or the day before there was a another person that was shot by the police and this time it happened to be a a white lady a yoga instructor and she was shot by a black police officer so that and she she called the police and the police showed up and she ended up dead by the police that is why colin kaepernick is that's why he took a knee for stuff like that happening now if you can understand like why that seems wrong why you know oh that lady shouldn't have been shot by the police if you can understand that then you can understand why colin kaepernick is taking a knee because that's been happening that's something that happens on a almost regular basis to people of color. They're getting shot by police officers like that. So now if you can see the injustice when a white woman is shot, then you should be able to see the injustice for everybody. It's, it's not that complicated and you shouldn't, you shouldn't be that mad about it. You really shouldn't. If anything, you should be happy for him that he's standing up for something. You sure should be. I'm actually on the San Francisco website now. They don't even have his jersey anymore. Like, dang. I mean, they, they don't have it in men anymore for sale. It's well, yeah, just... and also the I read recently like the the San Francisco 49ers organization, they won like a community service award, like that organization won. So I, I, I'm guessing that had something to do with what Colin Kaepernick did while he was on that roster. I'm sure that had some kind of, you know, leeway on why they decided to give that that uh, award to that team. They probably I mean, he, did. Yeah. He, I mean, he's doing he's 15, 20 years from now, we're going to look back on this time in history and say, you know what? He was right. He did the right thing. He's on the right side of history. You know, there was, there was, you know what, in the 60s, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on this girl's name, um, a little black girl. She was the first black girl to go to this all-white school. And um, there were people holding out signs and protesting and being, you know, angry at her for integrating this school. And 20 years from that point, people look back and are like, wow, they really were mad at them. They were really mad at this little girl because she wanted to go to a school that was – that." you know, that she can learn. That was the only reason she wanted to go to school and people felt the need to protest. Five, 10 years from now, we're gonna look back and we're gonna say, why were we mad at Colin Kaepernick? All he wanted was for there to be some type of justice in America for people of color, for marginalized people. Why were we so mad at him? 
And, and some people are going to look back and feel really dumb about that. Yeah, it should be a lot of people will mess around well, and feel really dumb. It, it's, going, it's going to be a whole lot of people that are going to, you know, they're, they're going to tell their grandkids and their great-grandkids that, oh, you know, I was, you know, I, I, I was on Colin Kaepernick's side. I, I agreed with what he said, you know, and it's like, nah, man. There, was, there were <laughs> very few people that were, you know, on his side at this point. I actually see something I might uh, buy here soon, uh, an autograph Kaepernick uh, football stuff. So might go ahead and get that myself. But um, anyway, this was a great, great, great show tonight. Um, of course, I'm Adolphus Savage on all social media. Uh, you guys can always feel free to hit me up. Uh, if you guys want to interact, if you have your thoughts, comments, please share. I'll be Adolphus Savage signing out. Shout out to um, Southbury706. We hope to hear from you soon. Yeah, I'm uh, Marcus Sniffles on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, just hit us up. We're very interactive online. So, uh, you know, hit up the iTunes and leave a review and all that good stuff. And, you know, shout out to everybody that's listening. Um, like KJ, the Dallas kid, and, uh, Chuck the decoy, all them folks. Yeah, definitely those guys. Thank you guys for always showing support. And, um, you know, we're out.